Aloha! Welcome to Glorious Bards. Uh, my name is Jeremy. I want to take you through a recap of the first 20 episodes-ish. So let's let's start at the beginning. We have a bunch of heroes in the town of Amithra. They work for the Lumine Academy, and they are hired to not only procure items of magical nature, but to make sure that they are continuing to do good and bring good into the world of Varen, from which we're all based. Amithra is a small town to the southeast of Calvier uh, that has a variety of different creatures in it, and our heroes are made up of that same type of variety. You have a pair of twin Goliath brothers who... Uh, came down out of a different area they were brought in as refugees there is a wizard that is with us a human wizard and there is also a gnome who is a tinkerer and a really amazing inventor who is befriended by her best friend a warforge cleric all of them are uh kind of led up and, and supported the entire time by our wonderful bard Aragus Willoughby, who is always keeping us alive keeping the entertainment going and more importantly than not keeping us in good spirits the entire group of adventurers uh, started off like you all do, going small. And then we were sent on some sort of a quest to recover some magical scrolls, which took us through an exploration of Almithra, including all the way down into the sewers. We found that there was a bit of a seedy underbelly in this otherwise really pleasant little town. And sometimes racism happens as well. We have to kind of fight our way through or make sure that we're keeping ourselves up and alive. As they continued to grow and adventure, we have found ourselves exploring new areas due to the fact that magic is being disrupted a couple of times. There's been teleportation spells that haven't been working. There's been things that have been needing to be fixed. And so as on our journeys of being a part of that, we found and interfered with what appeared to be some ley lines, some traveling lines that were there. We were even sent, given a, a cube and a beacon to go repair uh, one of the issues that we found. What we ran into actually was a dark portal, a huge, massive amount of shadow fiends and creatures have been infiltrating and spilling into the world of Varen, sometimes through magical means of books. Whenever we've been visiting libraries, there were these creatures that were devouring words out of these empty books and uh, causing havoc. Other times it was actually direct portals. We, there was even one point when we were under the uh, the Temple of Soline, where there was a lich on the other side of the portal of the realm of the undead. And there was a portal that was d dividing the two planes as and many of his minions were coming in that we had to dispatch and fell. That ended up being a pretty significant moment because uh, Caven had a really hard time inside that fight. But when he awoke inside the Temple of Soline, he was gifted and granted the title of being a guardian of Soline, which is a, a much bigger thing and, and a responsibility that he's continuing to see and grow uh, as he matures into that role. Other titles have been given out as well as, as we've been adventuring through. One of them not so good as Valamir was kind of named the son of a wizard killer. While we are back through Elmithra, we found out that Alamir Grayspell II, Valamir's father, was murdering wizards and was actually held up in a giant tower that we had inside town and when he was confronted by the entire adventurers he did nothing short of confess and say that he absolutely had been doing it and he would do it again because the deaths that he had caused are to protect the entire world 
that magic disruption that we saw earlier, the ley lines, we found out that that is a epidemic level situation that he's afraid will create a new cataclysm, which is a downbringing of magic in the entire world. And only he and all of his lifetime of research could stop it. And he believes that these wizards, the ones that he had been slaying, were causing that damage. Well, we sought out to investigate it and come back with evidence of, of you know, justification for his actions. And all we found were evidence that it had happened and it wasn't enough to stop his execution. Valmir was executed. The name Greyspell was erased from time as, as he was no longer a valid name inside the world of Varen. But that left us almost a little aimless about where we were going to go next and what we were going to do. And the directions that we were being told and given were coming from some nobility or people around the city of Almethra. And one of the, the directions we were given was about some of those people who had been missing. So we went out and started hunting them down and we're tracking them to, uh, at this last point, the cavalcade. And that brings us all the way up to where we are, where the cavalcade, which is a traveling minstrel group, we had found were somewhat infiltrated by a gang, a, a gang of snake-worshipping cultists. And they have been using the snakes to not only charm people in and bring them into the shows, but to also steal them blind while they were in the shows, if not to outright kill them. Because we were looking for some people who we had thought had been abducted by this gang, we continued to pursue them, and we found our way through the fang cult we uh there was a a creature a character that was in there named krellick with his giant snake who was the kind of the the cult lord we traced him all the way down into uh this temple of, of this old cavalcade theater it, it, it wasn't even a temple it was an old house let's be clear there were orgies happening there it was a rundown place and he was hiding in the basement of, of what used to be this old church area we did everything we could to dispatch them and did and on our way out uh valamir actually found a really fancy loot that had belonged to one of the traveling minstrels that we run into chester who was kind of uh Arigus willoughby's nemesis in all forms of, of term but chester had lost or given up this loot that he couldn't find and Aragus happened to get the loot gifted to him by valamir so he now has it uh, in addition as we started working our way through we found out that there was all sorts of other things that were out there but support that we were gaining from others because not only the notoriety from the amount of political conversation that happened because uh valamir grayspell had his execution stayed a couple of times because of our disruption in the process but also there was a lot of involvement back and forth that said we have been doing good we have been making achievements and uh Valamir, when we returned home, was made an honorary professor of the Lumine Academy, given robes and everything as a part of that esteem. We have been able to establish ourselves rather comfortably at the Welcome Hall in Almethra Inn, and uh, Grace has taken a liking to nearly all of us. Even a couple of times when we were looking for that next path and that next step, uh, we found a treasure map at one point that Cole purchased, and we decided to explore again under the streets of Almithra and find that treasure. 
What we did find was a lot of ugly, nasty beasts and a gigantic spiders, much to the joy of Valamir, who befriended one and named it Spiderfax, excuse me, his own mounts that, that helped us throughout a majority of fights and kept us running. What he also found way deep under the city would happen to be a Chaloran power cylinder, which, uh, much to the delight of Fiona, who wasn't there for a good chunk of the fight when we, she saw that prize, has been working on making some tinkering objects with it from there. One thing that should be mentioned in our travels back and forth is that we encountered what was called the Queen's Cabal, who had attuning rods that they were also, according to them, in the purchase of finding these issues with ley lines and working to repair them. They had given one of these tuning rods to Valamir, which he lost to Fiona for a while, but got it back. Uh, but there is a whole moment that while we were exploring deep under the dungeons, that Aragus realized that he's never actually heard of a Queen's Cabal, and that they didn't seem like they fit in with the history of any knowledge that anyone had had before. So that was something that was worth exploring. And so the entire group, once we dispatched all the spiders, walked away with a hefty amount of treasure started to also pursue to the next steps. The next morning, or thereabouts, there was a visit from the Messenger of Pain. She seemed to come in almost a dreamlike state and certainly stopped time in the process and was able to visit Valamir and Ergus and nearly everyone else in the party in a dreamlike temporal state. Definitely warning Valamir to stop the practices that he was doing and, and threatening his own demise. Uh, ghasts appeared, seemingly at the behest of the Messenger of Pain, and they started to attack. Uh, based on some research that happened later on at the Luminae Academy, we discovered that they were not only certainly undead, but also very likely attached to or associated with the wizard Zexa, who has his own land has been isolated down at the south end of Varenne for decades at this point. So rather than pursuing Zexum, this very, very powerful wizard, the concentration of fixing magic in the world really became the mantle that Valamir took on and brought the rest of the heroes along with. So that is where Valamir is starting to go and really starting to concentrate on what we could do with the magic, but we don't have a direction on exactly where that next step is. You know who does have a direction, though? Fiona. She was given a message from her own father in the form of a clockwork owl that was sent to her, reminding her of a new competition that's been happening in her city of... I've heard it a hundred times today. Ganderlock! Ganderlock, where she's from, this giant competition is happening for tinkerers, for inventors. And so the team decided to start heading in that direction. But first, let's take a stop at Canabrin. Let's find out a little bit more about the Queen's Cabal. Let's see what we can find for the information that goes there. And with one episode left, I'm going to send the rest over to Seth to do a recap on the, that part. So the heroes uh, minus Cole head to Canabrin. Um, on the way, they uh, get sidetracked by a call for help out in the forest, and they find a little pixie in a cage. Uh, before they can even release her, they get attacked by a gangload of gnolls. 
Um, it was a tough fight, but the heroes, uh, the heroes overcame uh, that challenge. Uh, and then they continued on their way to Canabrin with this little pixie Lizzie in tow. Um, once they get to the city limits, she disappears. She screws right off. Um, the heroes pay their way to take a ferry into the city. Once they get into the city, um, Vessel and uh, Caven uh, go off to the church to um, check in there, but also to see what's going on in this. This is a fantastic city. Canterbury's like the biggest, most productive city in all of Ren. Um, so they go to the church. They get cozy with the head priest there, um, get a little bit of information. Uh, they find us uh, all uh, lodging there, which is great. Uh, and then Aragus, Valamir, and Fiona go for a little shopping. You could just cue a montage right there. Um, Canterbury is full of wonderful magic shops. They hit up almost all of them. Uh, in one of them, uh, Valamir talks to a seer and has this vision of his childhood home uh, that gets abruptly interrupted um, in a weird way uh, by finding a huge locked door. Uh, it's a little troubling. Uh, and then, yeah, they do some other shopping. They find some maps. They buy some maps. They uh, buy some weaponry and stuff. It's great. Uh all of the heroes, again, minus Cole, who stayed back in Almithra for a little bit. Uh, the rest of the group goes to find the headquarters for the Queen's Cabal. They meet a little bit of resistance there, but they finally get in. And that's where we are up to date.